Welcome to Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who share their great ideas in our guest blog found on shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Michelle Larson, a fine artist who creates multimedia pieces sculpting canvases with paper and has exhibited in Las Vegas, New York, and France. We're going to discuss what keeps her motivated to create these unique pieces of original art. And Michelle joins us from Dallas, Texas. Hi. I'm, I, see, I see over your shoulder there that you have this awesome piece of artwork. And I know that when I read your blog, you had mentioned that you had transitioned from a uh, graphic artist to a fine artist. So what was the tipping point for you? What made you decide to sort of make the transition? Uh, well, <clears throat> I was a sign painter actually in the day when things were painted by hand when the signs were painted by hand and then um and then of course vinyl just got rid of any kind of hand painted signs uh and i went on to do other things and then i retired and i went to a class to figure out to learn how to paint <laughs> it's like one of those classrooms where all the retired people go <laughs> yeah I didn't know anything about it anyway so once I started painting I said oh my gosh I think I could paint you know I mean it's different than painting signs and when I painted signs I painted billboards but you know you're using a brush that's this big <laughs> right right anyway so um okay so then I just started painting regular paintings mm -hmm. and then I was like oh, this has like been done. Everybody right. does this. I have to do something different. different. Yeah. And I thought about it for like two weeks. What can I do? It's got to be dynamic. It's got to be dramatic. It's got to be really different. And I just was like, I don't know. I don't know. So I was waking up one morning and you know, when you're like that in between stage of sleep and awake. Yep. And that's when it said to me, paper. You have to use paper. And I went, oh, my gosh. So when I started the paper thing, paper sculpture, mm -hmm. I was, um, you know, it was kind of like light and just a little bit here and there. And then it went full-blown 3D. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly, oh, you can see over your shoulder, it's got to be a good three or four inches thick on the canvas. Yes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. is it tissue paper that you use or various yeah. different types of paper? Tissue paper. It's pretty yeah. thin. So it takes a lot, a lot of layers. A lot of layers. For sure. Go. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you know, your work has been exhibited in some pretty awesome places. And I know that, you know, for those of us who are in your viewing and listening audience who are sort of going, well, you know, I, I love the light bulb moment when you were kind of, you know, doing the meditation stage to go to the paper. But how does how does an artist become visible to an audience? Because it's really difficult to get your message across. Right. How did, well, how did I'll you tell you. Exhibited? One person will pick you up and say, hey, I want to I want to do an article on you. And then once that happens, then it's it just kind of mushrooms into right. more. Right. But I think that the reason I was picked up to begin with was it was just so different. different. I think 
being different makes a big difference. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because I mean, you, the, the wonderful um, shots that you shared with us in the guest blog are, wow, the color is like phenomenal where you have the, this amazing color in, in most of it is portraiture. So did you decide to go the route of portraiture or do you do some landscapes as well? I, I never do landscapes, but I do animals and uh, flowers, um, birds, nests, that kind of thing. But when I do a portrait, people engage with the portrait so much more. Yeah. And they're like, wow, they just, they look so real. They look like they're looking at you. And then, of course, the eyes are inset because they're painted right on the canvas. And once that happens, they look like they're following you. Right, right. So <laughs> yeah, so people really, really engage connection. with it. They walk yeah. around, they're like, oh my gosh, it's looking at me over here. Oh my gosh, it's looking at me over here. And, um, and you know, the portraits just make such a big statement and so dramatic. Yeah, for sure. So where do you get your inspiration? Because, you know, uh, we've had other artists on on the show and, you know, they talk about various different things that inspire them to keep creating. But your work is so very unique. What gives you the inspiration? Because do you have to make a connection with a person in order to do their 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 face or their visual image? I think it's it's the color, you know, of the shot. It's the way the shot looks of the person. It's um, a, it's a certain look like this one that I'm doing now. The gentleman is looking upward, like at the sky, mm -hmm. and it it just feels right because it's contemplation or in awe or asking those questions like why are we here or you know, and that's what's inspiring to me or the human struggle is inspiring to me because everybody's had their struggle. And I just really like to paint someone's struggle, you know, and it doesn't always have to be that, but something that is emotional about that look, that like that person's yeah. portraying on the yeah. picture. So is most of your work commission work or do you take photos when you're sort of out and about on holidays or, you know, doing your morning walk and you come yeah. across them and you go, wow, that's a really awesome individual. I want to paint them. Yeah, that happens. Or I purchase painting or purchase photos to okay. use. I, I pay for the rights to use them. Okay. I do that a lot because they're like already done and they're professionally shot. Uh, okay. So either way. So t tell me a little bit about, so uh, copyright. I mean, you know, as an artist, um, your technique is so unique. So is there, have you ever considered, you know, trademarking it or copywriting it or doing anything so that you can retain that unique quality? Yes, I have. Um, I may. You know, it's funny. I have told several artists how, how to do it. Mm -hmm. And no one's, no one's been able to do it yet. <laughs> it's very labor intensive, I would assume, because yeah, those layers of I had a, I had an art teacher come. I was doing a demo in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I had an art teacher come up from Colorado, and he watched me do it. He video recorded me doing it. He got all the information on how to do it. He says, "I'm going to go back, and I'm going to teach my high school kids how to do this." And I go, "Okay." 
He came back the next year because I did another demo the next year. And he goes, they could not even begin to do it. Wow. <laughs> so it's a real gift. And so that. he recorded me again. And then it, I, I don't know what happened after that. But I think it's just a difficult thing. Yeah. You know, you must have as an individual, you must have patience to be able to take the time to connect with the subject matter and then translate that emotion onto the canvas. Is there a certain right. amount of time that it takes? Like, does it take you a month or or two yeah, months well, or three months? Yeah, the glue, the gluing of the paper takes the longest and it can take to two to three weeks, depending on what it is and what size. And then the paint part is only a week. So if it's a pretty big, extensive painting, it could take a month for total. Wow. That's a long time because you consider, you know, you're, do you consider this, um, do you work on it every single day? Like, do you get up in the morning and say, okay, I'm painting this piece and I'm going to designate eight hours of my day to um, yeah. painting? Or you, so you do. So you make a, a general commitment to yes. continue to do it every single day. Yes. So how do you, and then, do, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. With the little delay there, how do you get the inspiration? Because I mean, you, to be able to be that focused on one thing for a significant period of time must be emotionally draining for you as an individual, as an artist, is it exhilarating or emotionally draining? Both. Yeah. <laughs> Both because um, I want to see the end result really bad. But the, the gluing of the paper is monotonous. So the painting, though, is, is different. I really love the painting part. But, yeah, you go. I go through periods of monotonousness, if that's a word. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then paint times where I'm just really excited and really want to move forward, motivated. Now, have you changed your technique over the years? Has it evolved? Because it's been quite some time since you've dedicated to, you know, to to perfecting this particular type of painting. So has yeah. it changed? Do you see an evolution? Are you working on something that might be a little bit different for the future? Yes, there's definitely an evolution to it. Um, you know, I mean, since I didn't take a class, I didn't learn it from anyone. I don't know anyone who does it. Right. It's been kind of a challenge. I have burned probably 12 canvases in my fire pit just figuring it out. Because once you glue on, you know, you can't really take it off. So you have to burn your canvases or throw them away. Right. And um, there's been a lot of pain. <laughs> <laughs> the trial and error, right, of creativity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and so that's a really interesting point because... You know, because your technique is so unique and so different, um, you know, it's not something that you can just sort of scrape off the paint and start over again because you've made this commitment to the canvas. Right. So how do you choose the size and shape? Because, you know, I'm assuming that, you know, you get a little three by five uh, photo that's, um, you know, in a, in a stock media right. type of thing. And then you decide, how do you decide that on, in terms of size and proportion that you're going to use for that particular painting? Yeah, you, uh, you know, it, it changes a little bit, but I, I get it on the canvas in larger, a larger vision. And then, um, you know, it's, it's more of a feel than anything. And when I even create the wrinkles on the person, it's 
I get into a zone and I know where it goes. So I don't know. It's like, you can't really teach somebody that it's just either know it or you don't, you know, it's right within you or it's not. Right. Has anyone ever asked you to be a mentor? So, you know, say they're a landscape painter and they maybe want to incorporate uh, a a new technique into their own work. Have you ever had anyone reach out and say to you, you know, Michelle, could you be a mentor for me? Can you help me out? I'm having difficulty with color or proportion or whatever. Have you been able to help other folks with their work? A little bit. They didn't, they didn't really come to me. I came to them and I said, you know, cause I had a gallery where I had our other artists in my gallery and um, I'd have to tell them, I'm sorry, I can't accept your work. And this was why oh. your work is good, but you just need to perfect it. And, you know, I mean, I don't, I think they appreciated it. I, I did it in a nice way. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know what? That's how we learn, right? Like we, especially yeah. if you have, as you say, you have an innate kind of talent and sometimes you just need to really nurture a certain part of your talent in order to become uh, an artist that, you know, the, the general public will purchase your work. Um, it's not an easy transition, right? You kind of, because you're, how, how do you overcome the fear Um, You know, I hear from lots of artists that say, you know, oh, I I do some work, but I would never sell it or I would never show it because I'm afraid that someone's going to is going to criticize it or they're not going to like it. How do you get over that fear, that hurdle of of acceptance? Um, You know, I don't I never really had that fear too much, but I've been told I'm the brave I'm a brave soul. So I think you just have to be brave and, you know, accept it. Now, not everybody's liked my work. You know, I've had people go, oh, that's weird. Or, you know, but then again, I've had three different people at different times cry when they've seen my work. Wow. Because it was so profound to them. Right. They had such a connection with the canvas. Right. So if you do art, not everyone is going to like your stuff. You just have to be okay with that and just be, you know, you have to fall in love with your work first before someone else can fall in love with it. That's really wonderful advice because, you know, um, our inner critic sometimes can take over, right? And, and right. mess things up for us. And, and that really leads me I- into your uh, words of advice because one of the things that we ask everyone to do in the guest blog is to provide words of advice and your words were be bold. So, you know, in summarizing our conversation today and the wonderful work that you do, why is be bold of importance to you? I, I'm sorry, I missed that part. What was the why, question? Your, your um, three words of advice in the guest blog were be bold. So why did you feel that those were important words to share with our viewing and listening audience? Okay. Um, Because have you ever been to an art show or a gallery and you just looked at work and just went, huh? And you walked right by and you just were like, eh, it's okay. You know, I, I feel being bold is so important because if you're watching a movie, you want, you want to see the crazy stuff. You want to see the action. You want to see all of it. You want to see the emotion. You want to just be there and absorb what they're showing you on the screen. And so when I do a painting, 
It's kind of like that. I want to show the drama, the action, the boldness, the just I want to affect the viewer in such a way where they're just they can't walk, walk away. Right. Yeah. So that's what I mean by being bold. Well, I have to say, Michelle, um, I absolutely love your work. I totally connect and, and resonate with all of the clients or the folks who have seen your work and said, wow, this is really unique and very different because it certainly is that. And I love the fact that you're sort of sharing a, an emotional connection that you make with the people that you paint. So that's really very credible to you. Um, because it's a really difficult thing to do to capture the emotion of someone on canvas. So congratulations to you and all of your work. And I know that you recently won an award in uh, 2021 as well. So as we close mm -hmm. off our conversation, tell us about the award. What was it like to be recognized by your peers? Yeah, I've probably won um, four awards. I, I win the Palm Art Award usually every year. And then the top 60 Masters of Contemporary Art um occasionally and uh it does it feels good because not only does the public like the work but my peers like the work also and when you're lined up with a bunch of other artists that are amazing it just feels great i mean i just feel really great about it well, I congratulate you. And um, maybe in a few years, we can reconnect on this platform and you can tell us what's different and what you've integrated into your paintings. And uh, maybe you can send us a shot of the painting over your shoulder when it's finished. And we oh, can I'd share, love to. Yeah, share the finished piece with uh, our viewing and listening audience. And we'll share that throughout social media. So thank yes. you so much for joining us. To you, our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us in this edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduce you to the person behind the logo. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online. Thanks again for joining us. And we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea. <laughs>